Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit It's advice from a dipshit With Matt Frogger Okay, let's uh, let's get to the real talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is advice from a dipshit with Matt Brogger. My special guest is uh, Andrew Santino, who's been regaling us with tales and questions uh, leading up as we as we set this up, which is awesome. Andrew and I go back a, a few years. We first met working on a Christopher Guest series. That's right. Uh, called uh, Family Family Tree. Tree. Family on, Tree on we, HBO. You can go. You can all. You can find all ten episodes now. On HBO, still, I went and watched. You can, yeah. It's actually, it was actually really good. Ed Begley Jr. made me cry laughing in the thing for it. So funny, yeah. He's like so one funny. of the funniest people that's ever existed. Yeah, people didn't see that show. I don't know why they didn't see that yeah, show. I weird. tend to do a lot of TV that nobody watches. Well, you book all the time. Uh, you're you're constantly in. I'm shit. good at booking stuff that I, no one wants to I, see. I, hey, it's still booking. Yeah, it is. I love it. I'm doing a new show. I'm going to go do a new show this next week. There, is it something you can talk oh, about? Oh, I mean, totally. I, unless they fire me by next week, it's called. It's an NBC show. Tone Bell has a new show. Oh, well, he never books. Never, ever, ever. He's 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 a guy that needs some. He's work. the black you. Yeah, like he he's always me. in something. And I'm the white him. Yes, that's you guys are each other. You're the yin and yang of bookable. He's men. got a new show called The Fam on NBC that I'm going to probably go do a, a small little tiny thing on. Cool. Yeah, but you know what? No one will see my episode. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I'm good at that. I'm so good at booking a thing, and people go, "You did that." My thing is guesting on shows, and then they get canceled. Oh or, yeah, or getting booked on shows and they done get that twice. Yes. Yeah, done that two times. Mm-hmm. I, I brought down uh, Mad TV, pushing daisies up yep. all night. Mad TV was all your your fault. We Mine. About I that. brought it down by the horns. And pushing daisies was your fault. My, totally my fault. Yeah. A beloved, gorgeous TV show, the likes of which we'll never see. Uh, There's again. a blog called MattRuinsShows.com. <laughs> I read it daily. It's so good. And there's a, an offshoot called Bronger Fucks It Up because the people that started that, one of them uh, left Bronger and started uh, his own. It's like a splinter group of a terrorist cell. <laughs> Bronger Fucks It Bronger Up. Fucks it up. The, there's a podcast, too, as well. These guys are just really making money off of your failure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Residual failures. But you're a joy. You're always so fun. Love you. Uh, Andrew is a, is a comedy store guy, is a multi-specialed stand-up comedian, and is, is, is super funny and just... Just a real charmer. A real charmer. Yeah. Matt and I like to see each other in the halls of the comedy store, say hello, mm-hmm. and avoid um, extremely blacked out people yep. on yep. substances. We, we we shake off the murderous vibes in the air from... <laughs> uh, it's so dark. The cursed walls. Yeah. And uh, w- waiting in the wings of the hallway to go on mm-hmm. while multiple people stumble across you. <laughs> it's so true. It's so creepy. I, I, do, are you going up tonight? Yeah, tonight. I'm what time? Ten thirty, main room. I'm I'm eleven thirty in the in the original. Oh, I'll I'll and, see you in the wings. Okay, and and it is half of being there is just avoiding incredibly smashed people. Totally. Just or or just like just like people that are up to no good. I, I can mm-hmm. hear my dad say that. Yeah, you guys are no, up to no it, good. It's, it's 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 like Hollywooders. Yeah, it's like people that are there. Hollywooders. Hoping, ho- someone hoping someone really famous shows up. Yep. You know they like they'll stare in your face for a while. Like you and me will get the long stare of like I know him from something. Is it worth it? Is it? What should is we say? It? Should I say hello? Picture? Uh, no. Mm, no. I don't like that guy that no. much. No. I mean it, it's it's funny when you're next to someone who is those people latch onto like Dalia. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, oh yeah, maybe maybe Gerard. Sometimes, but he's not uh, there as much anymore. I would no. say like Jesselnick when he's in the parking lot. It's a big. It's like a every. 
yeah. every man, woman, and child like huddles around him. Uh-huh. It's a weird. It's a very odd. They really want to like talk to him, but they don't know that he doesn't want to talk to them at all. Oh, he hates everybody. Yeah, he cannot stand talking. Yeah, to I mean, people. he's he doesn't hate everybody, but it's like in terms of yeah, can I have some of your time? You can't. No, nah, I can't. Not, not allowed not to have a it. Fucking shit. But I was next to I was talking to Dalia, and a girl walked up to me and was like, "Take our picture," and put her <laughs> arm around him. Yeah. Didn't ask me to take it. Didn't ask him. Can I? Be can will you be in a picture with me? And he just was like he just shrugged like, can take you? our picture? And right? I took it yeah. and I handed it to her and she was like I thanks and walked away and I was like how often is that? And he's like all the time, man. Every day. He's like they don't even look at me. Mm-mm. They don't even. <laughs> he is a he's a um, he's a monument. You know what I mean? <laughs> like now it's just like you you know how you when you see people that go to this is breaks my heart. The more I travel, the more you see something that you're like wow. That's the Trevi Fountain, you know? Uh I went and saw the Trevi Fountain this summer, and I was, like, traveling all over Italy, and I saw the Trevi Fountain, and nobody cared. They just wanted a picture there. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It didn't matter at all. It was, Mm -hmm. like... It, it was so insignificant. It wasn't. Yeah. No one said. No one stood there and like took it in. People just took a picture and walked away. Well, and they have to have themselves in it. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And it, it themselves. It r- reminds me of Jezelnik's bit about thoughts and prayers. How every time someone dies, they go thoughts and prayers because it's not just. It's not really them going. Oh, we'll miss this person. It's going. Hey, I know this person died, but don't forget about me. Yeah, but I'm, me. Though, I'm still here. Me. So yeah. it's like, let me take a picture of the Trevi Fountain with my face. <laughs> we put my dumb face in front of it. It's Steve and the Trevi Fountain. <laughs> Holy shit! Is that Steve and the Trevi Fountain? <laughs> yeah, no. There's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that that, ha- that happens at the store. The whole um, people are like people are fi- like. Look, I travel with Rogan a lot. I go do shows with Rogan, and, and and his fan base is extremely loyal and extremely abrasive, and they want a piece of him so bad. Yeah. But Joe is extremely quiet and protected. And, yeah. You know, he's not. Well, Joe's like you know, the thing is, he 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 has this image of being this this bro of all bros. Yeah. But he's actually just kind of a quiet, kind dude with fighting enthusiasms. Yeah, he just happens to really love that mm-hmm. world. But it's yeah. it's interesting because he doesn't. People do this all the time. We'll go out to dinner. Uh, we were in Chicago doing shows, and we were out at dinner, and we're walking through the hallway to to go out to the valet, and a guy beelines, and I tell Joe, I go, this guy's like running right at us, and he kind of like <laughs> he kind of like gets behind me a little bit, and then the guy stops and he looks right into my eyes and he, and he goes, can I can I take a picture with Joe, to me, and I was like, like you're I'm his, not you're his handler, yeah, no, I was like, do you see how big he is, yeah. I'm not his bodyguard. You think I'm? Oh yeah. What like, a frail bodyguard. <laughs> what a bad cho- a paper to mache be fair, bodyguard. You're in really good shape. To be fair, he is a brick shit house. Yeah, he is. His, he is. He is pure muscle. I mean, I I am just like a, a breeze built, compared he, to Joe him. Rogan. Now is built like a He-Man. Yeah, like he a is. He-Man like action a toy. Figure. Like the toy. It's the yeah. same build. <laughs> yeah, when you held in your hand, it's like this big. Yeah, yeah. this big. You're holding the shoulders. You're holding the shoulders and the of, arms. <laughs> he, but he, but people do. But I've noticed that a lot. People ask me because I'm next to him. If they take a picture, and it's the same stupid response every time, I always go, "I'm." You have to ask him. I'm yeah. not him, right? You know, I'm not him. Yes. And then they go, "Oh, and but um," and by that time he's gone. Sure. But it's so funny. It's like people, people, they don't even view him as a person. It's like, dude, you can ask him if you want to take a photo with that man. Ask him like a person. Yeah. But when you do this weird thing, like. Am I allowed to be near it? It's uh-huh. like, dude, he's a guy. You, you're making this weirder than it would have been if, because plenty of people come up to him and go, "Hey, Joe, big fan. Do you mind if I get a photo?" And he either says yes or no. Yeah, and then that's it. That's why I love that I'm pretty like semi-famous pussy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, uh, that people just Is that kind of, your next special? Semi-famous pussy? That's me. Did we just hey, figure it out? Like, looking out from behind the curtain. Like, he won't even come on stage. <laughs> hey, you bitch, get out of here. You do yeah. jokes with... All we hey, see is your hand. I'm real nervous. 
Uh, that's the first line. That's the first track. Starts off with "I'm real nervous." Semi it's truth. It's truth in comedy. Semi-famous pussy uh, is uh, really funny because it's because it's like people that come to my show and it's like they kind of hang in the wings and hey, is it okay? And, and I have to be like, "Come here!" And they're like, "Whoa, whoa!" Come he's here. yelling at us now. No, take a picture with we me. We gotta go. No, because it's because it's like they want to ask, but they don't. But it's yeah, not, they're, they're nervous. They, yeah, <laughs> that's the audience you garner is a nervous <laughs> audience. Just nervous people. Ha- no, they're, they're, they're having a good time. It's not even that they're nervous. They're just. They're, they're kind. You yeah, know they're what I mean? sweet. They're, they're like sweet people. Yeah. That's really it's nice. nice. It's nice. It doesn't pay the bills. Tell your friends. Um, but <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Ten gets, people no, are just like, that's it. It does. Not it pays his fans the bills. anymore. It yeah. pays the bills. I'm just. We're yeah. sitting now in, in, we're right now, for those that don't know, this we're sitting in Matt's $45 million mansion <laughs> in the Hollywood Hills. So pay the bills. I think he's doing well, just fine. I am a Skyan of the Sioux City, Iowa Brongers. You so, are? Yeah, I'm from that family wow. of, of Bronger Meats, of which wow. we get no money. <laughs> no money at all? No. My dad's uh, cousin like screwed everyone out of the business and then sold it. That's so. every, t- every story I've ever heard about family businesses. It ends with them going, yeah, so-and-so screwed us. Anyway, we have no money. There is no money left. <laughs> and and it, uh, it's, I, Someday I'm going to do a Bronger Meats like yeah. a story, like a show, Yeah. and I want to do a thing where, because he showed up to like family reunion, he's got like slick back silver hair, and he's like, hey, <laughs> it's like, me. Everyone's friend, and, no, and he's going up to the, the, the children of his, you know, his cousins it's like yeah. hey you look just like your dad john to me and, and like, we see all of our parents just looking at him like the fuck oh, out of here man of bitch you know it's the funniest thing to me because <laughs> like he just started to be like wow what i do what yeah. hey what did I? you guys don't forgive me for all that come bad on. shit that i did come on right. he's like a, a simpsons character driving up in like a, a pink <laughs> yeah, lamborghini yeah, yeah. like it's my sixth one what do you think anyway guys i'm just like you guys can someone get a drink i didn't Bring my wallet. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have any of that in my money, in my, in my family. <laughs> I don't have any of those great historic... I come from a long line of just people. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish... Whenever I meet people oh, that I are rich... Or that had, like, a great right. story, not, yeah. not at all. My, like, I have my mother, my, The only real money was, like, my mom's father was a, was a pretty powerful lawyer in Chicago. So yeah. they had a certain degree of Man, we prestige, were just, but it's like, I don't know, you know... Poor losers. I come from really <laughs> poor... I'm serious... And a bunch of my grandfather, firefighter, his whole side of the family, Irish immigrants, poor, sure. poor farmers. My gr- my dad's side, Italian, poor Sicilian, hmm. hole in the wall. I found out, I went to Sicily this year when I was in Italy, and I, I, went, I tried to go to my dad's hometown. Uh-huh. And I thought it was Cacciamo. That's, doesn't that sound pretty? Cacciamo? Cacciamo. Mm-hmm. But then an Italian told me it was Cacamo. And I was like, oh my oh. God. <laughs> Cacamo. It's such a I I was being I thought I was like it's on the way to Palermo. It's Cacamo. And we're in the rental car and we stop at uh where the Godfather was filmed. We went to that little town. Oh cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And then I was communicating with one of the uh, servers there about where we're headed. She's like, "Um say what is it?" And I show her and she goes, "Oh, Cacamo." And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, That's your like, heart just broke just right One more then. letdown about my dad's uh-huh. side of the family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember hearing, and I only bring this up because this show is called Advice from a Dipshit. I have go- been going through like my dipshit, you know, bona fides, what define me. Right. I remember my dad told me when I was a kid, and it was the funniest shit that like one of, one of my ancestors supposedly, and it might be on his gravestone, was like the first white guy killed in Indiana. Like the first, the first, like just white showed male. up and caught an arrow right away. <laughs> <laughs> that Which scene I, is so I think funny. It's so great. It was like, what a marvelous, oh, right in the throat. Like, Welcome to right, Indiana. Right in his chinless face. Just, you can imagine, I mean, I, I see me. I see my tall, goofy ass. I see you doing that in too. In a field and someone just being like, I don't know that guy and just hit him. You know what I mean? It's turf. 
Land you, is turf. I just see you waving. Oh, I'm waving. I'm just hey. wa- I'm walking into like a tribe of Apaches, like yeah. the, the like you know the most warlike. Excuse me, tribe. fellas. Hey guys. Um, is this, oh, is this water drinkable? <laughs> <laughs> right to the neck. I lost my horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the last thing he said. But I feel like if we if this was a show, like I, I see this as a, in a scene in a TV show, I feel like they would spare you. Because they would feel so bad. Oh, there'd be that a, you're so like. There's no threat. Hey, yeah, there's no. no threat. They're like this guy doesn't have J- anything. Jay Larson brought me up at the comedy store, and it, it made me laugh. It, it's you know when someone says something, and he's like, "Hey, like that's not nice." Yeah. But you laugh so hard. Yeah. Because it's so good. Like I brought Shane Torres up in Portland, and I was like, "He's like a friend of mine who just he doesn't look like he's doing well, but he is." And like <laughs> Shane always looks like like he just woke like yeah. he's he's hung over. Yeah. He's long hair, and he's always just, in rumpled clothes. He just got out of something. Yes. Yeah. You know he he was. Like, he's like, Matt Bronger, give it up. And I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, wouldn't like to see him in a dark alley. He's not intimidating. <laughs> it, was like the it made me laugh so hard. And the, cr- and the crowd was like, is that mean? Like, like do they know each other He said it well? to spell it out. Right. Where they're like, do you mean he's scary? Because that's what he's like, no, he's, I don't. Yeah. Uh, not at all. No, yeah. not at all. This, <laughs> this man will do anything for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, let's go to the first okay, call. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. Hey, Matt, it's Johnny from Northwest Indiana. I'm actually heading into your hometown Perfect. of Chicago right now for work. Hey. I uh, love the podcast, man, but I just, uh, just had some quick, I had a quick question. I needed some advice. Um, broke up with my girlfriend close to a year ago, and around the same time, uh, my sister broke up with her girl. So I got her boyfriend uh, around the same time. We were always going on, like, double dates and stuff and good friends, whatnot, and um, found out... Um, by coincidence, the other day, that um, my ex and my sister's ex are most likely dating. Um, oh. I got over our breakup pretty easily. Uh, not easily, but I got over it, you know what I mean? But uh, after seeing that, I actually saw the two of them together um, being very friendly in a vehicle. And it kind of just opened up uh, those sore wounds again. And it almost feels like the breakup that just reoccurred kind of knocked the wind out of me and I was hit with all sorts of different feelings. Um, I, I was mostly angry. I was just wondering, is it, I know I don't hate them, but it's just like one of those things where I'm, uh, I'm pissed off again. Uh, I'm all over the place, and I just kind of want to get some advice from you. Like, is it is it right for me to be mad at these two, or should I just be happy that they're happy together kind of thing? You know what I mean? But uh, anyways, love the podcast. Keep up the good work, my man. I'll talk to you later. Wow. Okay. Sweet guy. Sweet guy. I love that he said, talk to you later, like you guys have a good rapport. We're buds. Talk to you later, man. I'll see, see you, man. I'll see you over I'll, at... I'll come uh, by around 7. <laughs> see you over uh, at Martha's Tavern at 2 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like we planned. Yeah. But I, I'll just I'll just say, A, yes, that's fucking weird. B, I wouldn't necessarily hate them, but you don't have to love them. I wouldn't love them. Yeah. And what do you think? I, I'll let you take uh, my, the, the big one. I, well, my, my, whole thing, my whole thing with this stuff is like, they've gone on double dates together, right? That's what he said. Yeah. Right? So they obviously formed a connection during one of those yeah. double dates. So that's the whole thing, right? Like... All's fair in love and war, but but when there was set up, like mm-hmm. you were dating, to, you were dating, going on dates together. Clearly, there was something going on underneath that. That's a bummer to me. That's the biggest bummer. Yeah. If they met organically outside of that, you know, and that's like they maybe had seen each other at a party once, or whatever. But it's like if you go on dates together, that means there's an established underlying. Like I'm sure there was a few ran into each other at the bathroom thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Like, oh, that's totally. how my sick brain works, is, like, there's no way that was, like, an accident. That was, like, signals were thrown, yeah. something was said, hey, you know, whatever, well, one day maybe we'll be together, well, blah, it, whatever that is. Yeah. and it makes you suspicious that, like, okay, when I was dating you and she was dating him, 
Uh, were you guys like, hey, let's break up with them? You well, either I mean? either were they hooking up already? Like right. that's always like the negative. I'm a pessimist, so I'm mm-hmm. a, or I should I should call them, I'm a realist. Okay. I, I enjoy the reality of things. Sure. I just assume they were probably sneaking. They're probably yeah. sneaking, and they got away with it long enough that then they were like, we'll make it official now that we're both broken up. Yeah, yeah. Let's get enough my, time. That's my that's my unfortunate yeah. pessimistic. I, 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 I think view. it's one of those things where you know don't don't hate them. Whatever happened happened, and it's over for them and 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 you and and your sister and I feel like in the end you're you're fucking better off and just but just totally. don't in terms of like should I love it? no you shouldn't love nah, it. I don't have to no nah. why would you why you, do, you don't know anybody anything yeah uh, but you, I would say a sweet sweet revenge would be <laughs> dating one of their relatives right sure go deeper go find out one of their relatives <laughs> uh, gender not specific doesn't matter who mm-hmm. it is doesn't matter age as long as it's of age. I mean, I don't care if it's a you know forty five year old aunt. I mean, uh, if you want to go even more insane than that, take yeah. out take out an ad, okay, <laughs> and have your picture and go and and shout them out and go, hey guys, thanks for starting the wildfire, and say I'd like to reach out to my ex's brother. Perfect. I've always found you attractive, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's a big thing. It's like a thank you. It's like Jeremy, a, you and those like, great big thick calves better come over to my house this evening. So I'm gonna treat him right. I'm gonna treat you right. Have you had a CBD rub? <laughs> have you had a CBD rub? <laughs> That's what it'll say at the top. CBD rub. CBD rub for Jeremy and his last name. So your ex is like, what the fuck? That's, That's right. my brother. Yeah. What's my ex? What the shit? What is this? That's impossible. I, I know how hard it must be for this guy. He says he lives in Northwest Indiana, right? Isn't that what he said? Northwest Indiana? Did he? Is that what he said? I thought he said that. Okay. Yeah, Northwest Indiana. Those, these are like a lot of small town. Most of those guys that take the trip into Chicago for work, that is where they live. We used to go buy cigarettes over there. Okay. Uh, across the border because it was cheaper. Oh, this like small town world down there. Mm-hmm. That's what's really hard when you live in a city. It is you're so luckier hard. because you're like, well, whatever. I'll just that's and that see that's what I'll that's, escape it. That's what blows my mind about friends I've I've had that have like, yeah. Well, tsh, I mean, this city, like let's say Chicago or let's say yeah. L.A. is great. I ain't raising a fucking kid here. Yeah. Why not? I'm going somewhere small. Small town. It's like you mean mm-hmm. where they'll where they'll fuck super early and take all the drugs because they're bored. You mean yeah. that small yeah. town and most like likely fuck someone town? that they know way too well. Way too well. Yeah. They'll think it's love when it's not. Mm-hmm. You know That's what I what mean? Happens. They're like it's a cornfield. Why use a condom? You know yeah. what I mean? Things like just weird thought process you might have had. That's an, or that, maybe just me. That's a quote that I've heard. I don't know. It's a cornfield. Why, why use, a, use condom? a condom? That's the album title right that's there. That's it. It's cornfield. Why are we using a condom? Why, why use a condom? <laughs> it sounds like you're shoving a corn cob in your ass. You're my second cousin. <laughs> second. But first in my heart. Yes. There's now no, we wrote a country no song. blood. <laughs> why use a condom? It's a cornfield. You're my second cousin, first in my heart. First in my heart. I guess that, I hope that answers some of his questions. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's, a, it's a simple thing where it's like, don't hate them. They're going to do whatever they want to do. Uh, it's a if, waste of energy. Yeah, and, and but don't also loving it and loving them is a waste of energy too because who yeah. gives a sh- It's just like, why should you be Jesus Christ? Why should you be like, ah... Oh, I'll forgive. I, for, I forgive you, and and will always love you. And you guys ever want to have a bridal shower? It's my house. Or Do you no know why? House. You know you know why? You know when Jesus got hit in the face and he turned the other cheek? Sure. Do you know why he turned the other cheek? It was hot because he was winding up to fucking clap back. <laughs> and his apostles held him back. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen his body? Hold me back. That, Hold me back. That guy's built like a cage fighter. He's jacked, he dude. Probably, yeah, he would have just used his, he would use his core strength and just took that fucking. Do you know Roman. he pulled himself up onto the cross himself? He did a pull up and pulled himself up. Come on, this is bad. A lot of religious people are going to be bad at me for that. <laughs> Well, I was raised Catholic, okay? I have a lot of damage. So was I. I can, Fuck, we can, we have too. to joke about it. Me too. We have to. I had a tweet that got a lot of clapback because I wrote, 
and this, I saw a big sign that said, it was a billboard in the Midwest that was like, in the name of the Father, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, amen. And I tweeted, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, but we don't believe in ghosts, dinosaurs, or divorce, amen. <laughs> and people were like, some people were like, that's pretty blasphemous. I was like, that's oh, come great. On. It's a joke. Oh, blasphemous. Stop it. That is a good joke. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. It's a joke. And they don't believe in dinosaurs. It's crazy. No, that's bananas. That's the weirdest thing in the world. Where do they come into play? Right. What do these bones come from? Well, it's, a, it's Bill. It's that Bill Hicks joke. Like, they put those bones there to test my faith. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think God put you here to test my faith, Yeah, dude. exactly. That I don't yeah. murder you. Put you. Yeah. Okay, let's say that is going. Uh, hey, Ding Donger. Um, how do I get my coworkers to uh, give a shit about their job? Or at least it's the same <laughs> thing that, uh, that I give a shit about. Um, let's see. I, uh, I work in a pizza joint, hmm. so it's not like, you know, it's super imperative nice, that they give a shit a lot about certain things. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just gets on my nerves. Yeah, that's it. I got, let me, let me feel this one. You, you go ahead. That's tough. My, ch- my, my high school best friend, Tyler, shout out to Tyler. He worked at Little Caesars when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you this. We would get stoned in the walk-in freezer, right? And make pizzas. Is that me? No. Oh, you're, you're good. Uh, we get. I just st- had a good idea. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's your brain is so loud. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we would walk in the walk-in freezer, get high, you know, make pizzas, and that was the vibe of those that work at pizza places. Absolutely. You cannot expect. No. And by the way, he did his job, but it's hard to like. Here's what I would say about. Jobs at that level, and this is no disrespect. It's hard to convince people to really care about a product when they're not making a lot of money, but the business right. is making a lot. That's well, a difficult thing to convince them. And that's, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Is like, I mean, not that this guy has the power to do it, but he's got to pay them more. You know, yeah, that's and a tough to, thing. That's a tough thing. It's, and it because uh, minimum wage means minimum effort in a lot of in totally. a lot of ways. Dude, and, I've worked, I've worked a handful, yeah. so many minimum wage jobs, and you can't be like. You're only paying me six bucks. But I will say, I think he would probably, they would do, they, they would commit more if he was like, look, I know we work in a shit box, guys. You know, like say something like, yeah. I know. This sucks for me too. Give like a Rudy speech. Yeah. You know, but like, so we're going to get out there. We're going to give it our best. But, but just like, and just like, and a lot of these people are assholes and they're stoned. And if you're stoned, okay, just don't drive. Yeah. Do your shit. Do don't eat job. the pizza without paying for it. <laughs> you know, just, just be real. Just be yeah. fucking real. Like people appreciate that. I wonder if he was the manager though. He didn't really say if he was. No, he, he could have just been a worker, he a co worker. He could have been a worker. And, and look, maybe he's having to pick up other people's slack. No, that's, pro- that sounds like what the anger and, comes from. And okay, okay. He, he said co workers, not employees. Co workers. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds like he's picking up other people's like here's the deal man that here's the way i would approach something like that fraternization of a thing like that can only create a more positive environment yeah perhaps get people to be more if you say something like hey why don't we all go out have a beer chum it up because when you create a friendship circle with these people perhaps they'll be more enthusiastic about doing the right thing so you're like if we get out of here on time we can go have a beer you know, or we can, I don't know. Well, I, maybe there's one something thing, about one that. One thing, as a, as a self-centered only child that I had to kind of not, uh, pretty much learn, is to ask more questions about people. Yeah. You know, don't be stuck in my own head. You know, when you come in going, hey, uh, Joanna, how's, how's it going? How, well, what'd you do this weekend? And they're like, oh, okay, I did this. And it's one of those things right. like, hey, he cares. And then when they see you in the weeds and you're making 10 pies, they, they run over and be like, what do you need? Yeah, Olives? Because you never know what someone's going through. Yes. These people could be showing up to work already mad that they're not making any money and also have four other jobs and paying like, for two kids' lives. Hey, and- are you okay? Yeah, I mean, I would literally just ask people just 
non-invasive, nice questions for a week and just see if things get better, because I think they probably will. Yeah. You know? Uh, real quick, uh, I, I think I might have told this story on, on the, sh- on like, maybe last year, but it's it bears re- repeating. My friend Brandon used to work at a pizza place, and he quit without letting them know why. And he quit because he showed up in the morning, and he used to get high and, yeah. like, you know, you like make to. his own little pizza. Yeah. Uh, but... I won't say where where he worked, but it was it was in Portland, and he came in one day earlier than he usually comes in, and he opened the walk-in freezer, and there was a coworker facing the other way that had built a mound of dough that was like above knee height. I get where you're going with this. Kneeling, and he was making pizza before his shift. What a good worker! What uh, a good he, hard worker. He made a pizza lover. He was fucking a mound of dough. Oh, that's not what I thought. Fuck, he so. Uh, Brandon walked in the walk-in freezer and just saw the back of this guy's butt pumping away at this thing. He was fucking dough. He was fucking dough. And Brandon just backed up, slowly closed the freezer, went home, and never told them. Never told them, like, why he quit. Should have told them. He just was like, I quit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, should have told them. But he was so traumatized. Yeah, that is gross. Brutal. That's gross to see a guy so, fuck pizza dough. As much as your coworkers might not be pitching in as much, just be glad they're not fucking the dough you're yeah. sending out to people's houses. Yes. Yeah. Whatever, sir. Whatever your, whatever your problem is, you're not working in a place where people are fucking the dough. They're not fucking the dough. Just dope. remember that. Remember that. Yeah, it's 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 all about perspective. All right, let's look at the next call. Hi, um, Mr. Dipshit. Um, this is yes. Jenny, and I'm looking for advice about how to spend my holiday season. Um. About 10 years ago, right around Christmas time, I went through a really gnarly divorce. Mm. And for some years after that, I didn't celebrate Christmas at all. Um, I didn't go home for Christmas. After my divorce, I moved far, far away. Um, I haven't seen my family for Christmas in about 10 years. Since my divorce, I've been remarried. And for the last four or five years, I've been spending Christmas with my husband's family And it's so fun. I love it. We have a blast. We laugh so much. It's so laid back. Um, Christmas at my family's house is very serious and intense and usually involves arguing and my niece is screaming and a lot of stress. Um, I see my family a couple times a year, my sister and her kids and my parents. Um, I only see my husband's family usually at Christmas, especially my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, whom I love so much. Um, This year, my mother really wants me to come home for Christmas, and I really don't want to go. And I don't really know what to do. I feel like I kind of owe it to her to go home, but I know I'm going to be miserable if I do. And I know I'm going to miss out on seeing my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. And I didn't see them last year because they couldn't make it out. And... Um, I don't really know what to do. Should I go home and spend Christmas with my family and not see my in-laws, which would be a major bummer, or should I do what I want to do and go to my in-laws for Christmas and have fun and blow off my family? Um, all right. I, I really appreciate your help. Thanks so much for all the laughs and take care. I guess that's it. Um, I hope I didn't fuck it up. Bye. <laughs> no, that was a great call. You didn't fuck up anything. Um, that's e- extremely tough. Easy answer. Blow off both families and go to the Bahamas, baby. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Next caller. Yeah. No. <laughs> she she sounded like it was such a tough... T- I don't think it was that hard of a dilemma. 
I just think you, you go with the, you have a good time with your husband's family. You could stick it out with them. If your mother really wants you to come home, if someone's sick, maybe they're going to pass away soon, you know, go pay the piper. But otherwise, I say go where. Go where you want to be. And, and, and also, you know, if you really want to um, solve a problem, head it off at the pass. Tell your mother why you don't want to come home. 100%. And say, look, the atmosphere that you that I'm always in is, is, is it's not that it's enjoyable, uh, unenjoyable, it's unbearable. Yeah. And it is. <laughs> I can't it is, be there. I can't. It is. It is too much. Um, you, uh, everyone argues it's very serious. Christmas is not supposed to be serious. It's the birth of our Lord. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, allegedly, it's, it's, uh, I mean, come on, let's be honest. What we should, you know, what they should do? She should just combine the families. She didn't tell us what well, location this was. Well, I wish shit. I knew. Are they close? Bring them together. That's what I hope. I is hope, it a I drivable hope. distance? Yeah. No, bring of, co- them of course it's not. No. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, this is way this is way too much money, but. If you can, go to mom's for two days. Don't go for Christmas. Go a couple days before yeah. and then fly to your, your father's family. And while you're there for the two days, tell your mom why you're not staying for the whole holy holiday. You know? Because it's like, it's a fucking... It's, thing is, it is not an obligation. It is a privilege. And it is a, it's a celebration. It's a celebratory holiday. Yeah. It should not feel uh like you're walking on broken glass. No, it should be it should be really fun. Mm-hmm. The fighting and the arguing thing I think happens a lot in this generation with a lot of families. But well, that's just cuz what's going on in the world. And, but I I feel like it's yes, it's always happened. It's just happening now more the kind of now more It's than more ever. intensified. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's more intensified. Mm-hmm. Like uh if you went home to your Republican family uh when Barack Obama was president, people were just quietly racist. <laughs> and now they're openly yeah now they're allowed to be yeah proudly <laughs> racist yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I mean it's it, it, there's I mean I think we're on the same yeah uh, I, w- there, I, w- there's I would n- there's no well first of all there's no easy answer but you do have no. to have the conversation with your mother and say listen here's what's going on you can't you definitely can't tell her that you have more fun at your husband's parents house that is heartbreaking yeah don't say that you cannot you just have to say the just say how terrible it is it's just not fun with, for me with, with, with your with your family just say it's it's you know, don't it, compare the two though. That nope. that you'll burn a bridge. That is a just, good call. Just say I mm-hmm. I just am, I just don't enjoy our time together because we always fight. And if we could not fight, I would love to come home. But that's all it is is fighting and arguing and bickering. Yeah, and and it comes down to you know obviously your your mother, <laughs> your, your mother, your mother, everyone's mother is the is their the closest thing to God. It's the closest thing we each will always have to a real. Uh, vengeful, loving God, whatever, uh, whatever kind of God it is. But it's that thing where it's you take the, the strongest, most willful person; their mother will step in, and they become a child again. Uh, and it's your, it's I, I find it annoying that you, as an adult, uh, us, everyone, the proverbial you, not just the caller, um, can is is subject to this person's whims. Who it just sounds like her mom is being like. You should just come home. Yeah. According to who, mom? Yeah. According to who? To you? You you don't own me. You know, it's that that thing. Well, but I just think you should. It's like, no, you just don't want the shame of me not coming home. It's really got nothing to do with me. I'm super privileged. I love going home for Christmas. It's like I, my favorite thing on yeah. the earth. My, my, I love going to see my family. My family's very fun. My wife's family is, ex- is crazy fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's they're, a, they're it's, nuts. We're lucky people, I guess. We are very lucky. I think most people don't have that. Yeah. Come to uh, Andrew's Yeah, man. House. Fly to Chicago. Come see my parents. Absolutely. You'll have a blast. We love drinking. Yeah. We love joking around. We love singing songs. What part of town do, you, uh, do your parents live in? 
They live in the western suburbs now. Okay. Yeah, they're they're uh, twenty minutes west of the city. Okay, where? Woodridge. Woodridge. Do you know okay. what that is? Mm, I, I was born in Evanston, which is more well, north, more north, yeah. more north. I was but... born in the city in the Gold Coast. Oh, ha, ha, right then, on. Uh, Streeterville. Yeah, big time, mm-hmm. hardcore, mm-hmm. hardcore. A tough guy in the old town. Yeah. <laughs> tough guy on Wells. That's what they used to call me. The tough guy on Wells. The tough guy of the the most wealthy area. Tough now guy on of Wells. Chicago. The roughneck of Wells. Yes. The, the tough guy of Gibson Steakhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hugo's Frog Bar was where me and the cats used to hustle. My my, I've had uh, I've lived with two roommates who both worked at Hugo's when it's I was a, in Chicago. It's a very popular restaurant. It is very very popular. A lot of martinis get spiked there. I feel like that's a very oh uh, god. Vi- a- they call it the Viagra Triangle over there. Yeah, shit. Gibson's and Hugo's is yeah. all old rich men and very young women. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. go in there and you're like, ugh. Very sad. This is a Nambla convention. But both of them are to blame for their lives. So I'm both like, you <laughs> yeah, guys they, know what you're doing. They kind of deserve each other. Yeah, you deserve each other exa- precisely. Yeah. But yeah, come out to Woodridge. You want to fly, see my parents. We love drinking. We love singing. Yeah. No one goes to sleep. No one sleeps. That's awesome. We're out partying all night long. <laughs> come rage with us, oh, Jenny. That sounds fantastic. Thank you for calling, Jenny. She was sweet. Yeah, she was really sweet. She had a dilemma. Okay. Comedy advice. Yeah, we well, we we usually we'll don't, have to give those we to comedians. A, we don't do a ton of. Am I am I right? <laughs> am I? <laughs> we're not going to be able to field those. No, we're serious actors. We're not comedians. I get that a lot. People are like, hey, man, I just started. What's up? And I'm like, oh, dude, couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. No. How to be a comedian? All right. Let's hear what the. Let's hear what a young. Aspiring comic has to say. It's gonna be like a gravelly voiced old man. Watch. Yeah. Hi, Matt. Uh, my name is Tyler. I'm an amateur comic in Los Angeles. Same. And uh, <laughs> my question for you is this: um, At what point in your comedy career did you saw, did you decide that the time was right to start looking for an agent? And what factors in your comedy career uh, uh, led you to determine that the, uh, the time was right to do so? Um, uh, yeah, thank you for doing this, and uh, have a great day. Thanks for calling, man. Uh, here's the thing. You got it twisted. You don't decide to look for an agent. Right. They decide to look for you. Correct. Uh, I've said this on the on the podcast a few times, uh, but it bears repeating. Um, Dan Harmon's analogy of uh, it's like when you're lost in, your woods, in the woods and your mom is like, stay where you are. We're going to find you. Like, not to say stay where you are in terms of your location, but just work, 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 get seen, get known, get so good it's undeniable, and then agents come to you. Yes. Um, the, you know, you can possibly look for a manager, but it's just better if you create a big presence yourself to the point where when I moved to L.A., I got a manager real fast, and she got me a commercial agent and didn't do anything for my stand-up, and all she did was, like, send me on nothing but just would collect residual checks from the commercials I booked so I fired her and I was without an agent or excuse me a manager or an agent for a while and then I was doing a show and um, my current wife who's now no longer my manager but who kind of quote unquote discovered me she was like so who who reps you and I was like I don't have a manager and she was like what and that's the reaction you want you want someone to be like holy fuck you don't have a manager well can we work together and it sounds like that's a really unsatisfying answer, I know, but you don't really... I mean, would you agree with me here? Yeah, no, you don't need to... I mean, <clears throat> this sounds a little harsh, but uh, if no one ever comes looking for you, it's probably not for you. Mm-hmm. I know that's a really unfortunate thing to hear, but if you've been at this for years and years and years and years and years and years and, years and no one is showing interest in you, 
I I hate to say it, but it's kind of like a pretty good barometer of your your weight in the future of this business. And I'll put it this way: it sucks to hear, but that's a just an unfortunate truth. And it's and it's it's one of those things where I could have there's I I was I went. Uh, to a film shoot that a friend of mine was a location manager on, and it was a it was a Terrence Malick movie, and this is embarrassing to admit, but I left I left the set because it was he what what he do, does he just gets he throws everybody together on a bus and it's there was a thing where they they might or might not have a comedian in a scene and so it was this thing where it was just like they didn't it wasn't to my reps it was just like one of his many assistants called me through my buddy and like I'm on this bus and I got there and they were just in this I was in the tent for like six hours in a uh. hot tent and I was like I'm just gonna leave man yeah and like the assistant was like I wouldn't man you never know when they'll throw you and I'm just like it's fine and it, you know the movie came out I think they actually finally just got like Nick Kroll at some point but like days later or some shit. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't hold any long story long. The only reason I bring it up is because I was on a bus with a ton of extras and I was listening to their conversations. And one guy was saying to the other one, um, you know, uh, are, are you with an agency? And the other one was like, no. And he, and the, and the first one was like, oh, man, I wish I was with CAA. And the other was like me too. Yeah. And I, I, not that I wanted to, I did want to turn to them, but I didn't, I didn't want to go, listen, I have an agent and I've been CAA and I've been with a couple others, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, you could sign with, like, let's say you have pictures of, 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 a, of the biggest agent in town. Yeah. Whoever that is, whoever the, the most powerful agent. Bob, Ellen, Bob Hollywood. Yeah, Bob Hollywood, who reps Ellen, who reps Oprah, who reps whoever. And you have pictures of them in a, in a compromising position. So they have to sign you. They have to. <laughs> They have to, and they have to pitch you. You still won't get work. Yeah, no. Because no one gives a fuck who your agent is. No one. They only care who you are. And if you book a job, that's when your agent is like, tries to stick them for as much money as they can get for totally. you and for them. The end. The end. They don't necessarily, the old thing of like, what's the difference between a manager and an agent? Uh, a manager can't get you work and an agent won't. It's true. Yeah. A manager legally cannot procure you work through legal uh, means. And a, an agent can, but they won't because you have to. Right. Agents really Agents are basically, back in the days when weed was still illegal, agents are basically those guys that you knew that like always knew the right dudes to get the shit. <laughs> but, you all, but you still had to do, you still had to pick them up in your mom's car. Yep. And drive all the way across town. And give them some. You yeah, have to give and, them a little bit. Yeah, and they had to also like get like, yo, can we smoke out? While we, and you're like, I guess, dude. <laughs> dude I mean, what? I just paid for all this. Yeah, and you're like, what? What? At what point can I cut this middleman out? And the unfortunate truth is, almost never. No, you almost never. No. Until you grow your own weed. Yes. So you grow your own weed. Right. That's you have your analogy. own. You have your own production company. When you make your own, you, you world, own your own studio. Then, and it's like then you don't need the middleman. And if you want to work that hard and you want to fucking have your business be your fucking life, do that. But it's like till then, I love the fact that I have people that are like, "Hey, you talk to them for me." Totally. I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. I, I get on a stage and I make jokes about my dick, and then I'm done. You make jokes about my dick. Yes. That's I, how. That's how good you well, are at that. It's beautiful. Thank you, you very a much. Lovely, lovely penis. And that's the joke. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that's the joke about my. The joke is that I have a nice penis. That's the bit. That's this microphone has attacked me twice. It keeps coming. It keeps trying to kiss you. I that's like how, it's, it. how much charisma you have. Yeah, it likes it. it come, it's coming in like a creepy muppet. Mm. 
But that being said, to the young uh, male comic out there, and that, that, yeah, that's not saying give up. No, just just keep being. But just be aware of that. Just keep working and super that's, it's hard. A, it's a good thing that a fucking agent will not do anything for you. It's a good thing because that makes you go, "Oh, it's all in my hands." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just you. I mean, it sucks, but you got to reinvent the wheel because someone's going to do it, and uh, it doesn't. You know, I'm. I'm I'm sick of hearing the shit of like, well, they're not hiring white guys right now. They're always hiring white guys. I just got you hired. Just, yes, exactly. Twice for two things. Mm-hmm. Look at I this just mic. shot Look something today. Look at the, the mic. <gasps> oh. There it comes. See, then it was trying to. It's trying to. I kind of like it to be love if on you. If I'm being honest, I kind of like. No, the mic is coming after you. Hold it. Yeah, they're hiring. They're hiring. You know who they're hiring? Talented people. Hey, oh. So just work really and hard. And Andrew Santino. Yeah, for some reason, Thank I'm, you I so much for joining. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to work super hard. That's all it is. I know man. that's the most annoying thing to hear. And find a way and find a way to market yourself without it being you tweeting about your shows 10 times a day. Yeah, you just know, find find a way find a way around that anything create else. an entertaining online presence that isn't fucking pure sincerity. That's one of the best goddamn it piece of advice I've ever got and I got it from my wife. She's like, oh my God, your fucking Instagram posts are so, why well, you're so fucking thankful and you're so happy about this and that. And she didn't say fucking. She wasn't that mean about it. Yeah, she but doesn't But it's, so, it's so much, <laughs> you're right. Uh, Irish girl from Boston doesn't, yeah. that doesn't curse. Those I'm don't exist. I'm trying to create an image here. Those don't exist. I'm trying to create an image. Uh, no, but it's, 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 you, that was the piece of advice that I, I took that it's like now when I post, I try to make it funny every time. If I have something that's just like, look, I got to share this and I'm going to cry, whatever. At least that's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't just be like, great time. These guys are the best. It was awesome. Thumbs right. up. I can't like, wait. who gives a shit? I can't wait to find out that guy that called in in like in like a year is super famous. Super famous. Yeah. And he, and he like, he, he, he runs into us he, one time and we're like... You know, we know him. Everyone knows him yeah. at that point. Selling out Staples. He, he's like those those uh, those young British uh, white guys that are getting like five specials on Netflix. Yeah. each five. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, just fucking just over here taking my me, dog to daycare. I was just masturbating in a rec center, and people thought it was an art project. So it, it and and it and it is. It was. It is because he thank he thought enough to put over put a paper uh, McDonald's uh, napkin over his dick and hand. Smart, smart, smart. Really smart. What can we say? <laughs> the biz, lo- the biz loves creativity. I just advised him to masturbate in public. Don't oh, do that. Look at this, Andrew. It's been a joy. It's been more than Thank a joy. You for I love being, it very, very much. The phone number, if you want to call in and be on the show, three two three seven six three zero two two eight. Yes, you can be eviscerated like all the people on this show were. Uh, the <laughs> the, uh, the the Patreone, the Patreon, the Patreon is at, at advice from a dipshit. That is at advice from a dipshit. Uh, on social media, we're at, at advice from a dipshit on Instagram and at dipshit advice on uh, Twitter. Theme song is by Ben Wise. Uh, follow uh, Andrew Santino on... On all the all the social medias, I'm Cheeto Santino. Cheeto Santino on the gram, on the Twitter. Uh, and I'm not really... I don't do Facebook. I, don't, I, I should. It's good. I no, got yelled at about no, that. It's but, good to not be on there. What, uh, what do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Chicago. I'm home. Beat Kitchen. Oh, the best. The 21st, I'm playing two shows. The first show's totally sold out. The second one's almost sold out. You can go to andrewsantino.com, or the Beat Kitchen has tickets up there now. Beat and Kitchen. And then I'm directly right rules. after that in Madison, Wisconsin, playing comedy on state, which is unequivocally one of my favorite clubs it's, it's like in the world. It's like heavyweight title, great. I love it so much. It's so awesome. I love it so, so very, very much. Yeah, the I was just great there. great people, mm-hmm. the town, 
everything about Madison is like, yeah, I don't know, man, it's the best. Mm-hmm. It's the go best. when you're there. It's a little bit outside the outside the town, but go to Mickey's Tavern. Mickey's Tavern. Been. I'm on my way. It's my favorite. It's like top ten favorite bars in the world. I'll go because I I love going up there, and I drive every. I, I go to my parents' house and then I drive. So. Oh, perfect, perfect. And I want to finish by just saying uh, a huge thank you to Mark Marin for giving us a shout out on um, on WTF, which is the fucking. <laughs> Microsoft a podcast of comedy yeah. podcast. It was it was I just emailed him and I was like, hey, if you know, if I could uh you know get a plug or or you know or or just call in or something. He's like, he's like, no, let me do a thing. And and it was I was driving in my car and I literally got choked up because I did not expect it. It's on the Billy Eichner episode out now. And have you done WDF? Uh yeah, I've done I've I did a live one a couple years ago. And when it first started, Kyle Kinane and I shared an episode. That's fun. It was great. It was great. Yeah, so it's I I, I love him. Shout I'm, out to Mark. I'm happy to see him come so far. I uh, he's a he's also a comedy store guy. And oh like, yeah, we he was sitting and you know he started out as a doorman there way back in the day. And he's sitting. I get there, uh, drop off my car, get there. He's sitting by the door smoking a cigar. I'm like, Jesus, full circle. You're back to this shit. Yeah, yeah. What happened? <laughs> How much like, money did you? He's lose? like, once you get rich, you just want to yeah. do the old things easy again. come, easy go, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I blew it all. I blew it all in this one cigar. <laughs> This this was my glow paycheck. Thanks again for coming on. Thank man. you. This is awesome. Thank you guys for uh, uh, for calling in for listening. Bye. Bye. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger. She was like, "You two high pitched douchebags. <laughs> you won't be hard to balance out. A couple of couple of sweet flitting around when you, gals like you. When you guys' nuts drop, give us yeah. a call. We'll do a new podcast. Just swishing around in your sundresses. <laughs> I'm sick of this rhetoric you're throwing at us. We are men. <laughs> we are males.